1: Used to not be first? Do we do enough? Well, well I, I never, never shot up, up,
0: Harry. It um, must have been about 17, 16, 17. We it their guilt up with.
1: Right, the bouncers is wins. This is no good for me. That's the reality. If you want the honest truth, and I see it every day, This Zoom Umarami for IFL TV, we're in Rotslav. Uh, you're not at the, the Fight Hotel, Frank. You're in a different hotel, maybe we'll use the word, different.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's slightly different. It's a bit out of the way. But yeah, it's okay, nice and quiet.
1: Yeah, Poland, uh, treated you well so far?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. I mean, the weather's um, beautiful. It's very, it's quite warm. Um, and it's how clean it is. You know, the streets are so clean here. I mean, it's, uh, you know, some pleasantly surprised.
1: I think we could definitely much cleaner
0: than back where we come from. I was going to say sure. we
1: we could learn a thing or two from we him. Well, can. not me and you, but
0: not, not me and you. No, we we, we pick our litter up.
1: <laughs> right. Um. Daniel's had a, a very good camp from what I hear uh, in Granada, Spain. World class facilities, and um, we saw him at the workout yesterday. What did you make of his physique, his shape?
0: Well, I've been talking to him regularly, and I've you know seen him a couple of times, and I think physically he's there. You know, he had that bad injury to his leg. Uh, in his last fight, and he's he's had great treatment on that. Colin Lewin has been working with him on uh, fixing that for him. So we're all pretty um, satisfied with that. And you know, he's a, he's a great trainer anyway. He trains very hard. You only got to look at his you know look at his physique. I think he's in a good place mentally as we as we're speaking now. He's in a very good place. So uh, it's all about now just. Taking it easy, not getting stressed. I don't think he will get stressed, but no, you know, having no problems and just saving all his energy up for the fight. Now mm.
1: he's been doing uh, high altitude training in in the mountains in, in Spain. So in terms of stamina, endurance, obviously that, that could play a key part on Saturday night.
0: Well, I think he's got good stamina anyway. You know, he's been ten rounds uh, in the past, and he's had he's got quite a good engine on him. So I'm not I'm not particularly worried about the physical his physical side of him. Um, I think it's that you know you can look at it and think as an amateur he only had seven um senior bouts so he's not got massive amateur experience at a senior level certainly not the amateur experience that Usyk's had and he's certainly not um had the experience at a higher level as Usyk's had but then Usyk's 10 years older than him so uh now's the time to step up and you know hopefully uh, create some history
1: would be very historic. Are we talking if he does pull it off on Saturday? Are we talking Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas territory?
0: I think so. But that, the way the book for me, no. But for the way the bookmakers are talking, and a lot of people are in in the in the sport, very much so.
1: Frank, the last time a British heavyweight challenger boxed a Ukrainian unified heavyweight <laughs> world champion on mainland Europe, uh, he defrauded him eight years ago.
0: He did, and he went in there as a total underdog as well, big underdog. Um, and he'd done a job, and he done a, done an excellent job. And if you look again at the experience that he had, that man in Tyson Fury, but what he had at that level, it, what, he didn't have a massive uh, experience at world title level.
1: Mm-hmm. Frank, I'm sure you saw the comments that Alexander Rusick made um, on your channel to Dev, where he said he took the fight with Chisora, in his words, he, t- he took it easy to lure Joshua in. Uh, do you believe Alexander Rusk about that?
0: You can say what he likes, it's irrelevant. I mean, I know what I see, and I know that Jizora took the fight to him, and he didn't like he was holding up on him to me. But it's all irrelevant now, because we get, you know, we're get—you we we're a couple of days away, we've got the weigh in today, we're a couple of days away, and whatever it's going to be, it's going to be now. You know, we can all talk. All the talk doesn't matter now. What matters is the deeds.
1: Mm. But he, um, Daniel, has to, you say he's in a good place mentally, but... It's going to be going into the Lions' den, 40,000 oh, Ukrainians. He's, he's got to handle his nerve on Saturday.
0: That is it. I mean, that's what he's got to do. But he's got to block that out. And he's got to focus what his job is. Job, he's got in front of him in the ring. And other fighters have done that in the past on, on occasions. You know, we mentioned earlier Tyson. Done the same thing when he went to Germany and defroned Klitschko. Um, he's... I do think he's got the capability. I really do think he has the mental capability to do it. In speaking with him and how he feels, you know, they're going to do it. You know, I'm quite sure they're going to try and leave him in the ring for a little while, you know, because obviously the champion will come in second. All those things are going to be going on, load of mind games, but he's got, he's got to deal with that because that's what good fighters do. That's what champions do, or would-be champions do. That's what they have to deal with.
1: Have you played it out in your mind that maybe dreamt about it, about Daniel landing that, Big shot and finishing. I,
0: look, I've said that you know I, fan, I fancy him to knock him over if he catches him. But it's not going to be about looking for a big punch. If he looks just to throw a big punch, then he'll come unstuck because he'll be winding himself up and he won't be relaxed. He needs to go out. He needs to take the center of the ring. He needs to be the boss and he needs to throw that jab. Keep throwing a jab. Keep throwing a jab. Relax. Get into a rhythm, but keeping the other guy. On the back foot. That's what he needs to do. He needs to do completely the opposite. What AJ did against him on two occasions.
1: Do you think Joshua overthought his fights with Usyk?
0: I think he overthought it, but I thought he also. I think he's showing too much respect. I'm not saying he shouldn't show him respect. Don't get me wrong. But he was the champion at the time, and you know he fought Usyk's fight rather than fighting his fight.
1: Mm. Do you think Daniel Dubois a, a bigger puncher than Anthony Joshua?
0: Yeah. Ask, asked him. Asked AJ.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: Well, they sparred, didn't they? And he knocked him over.
1: Okay. Uh, do you think as well the fact that Daniel doesn't seem like too much of a, an overthinker, um, which was obviously Joshua's downfall in his fights with Usyk, that actually might be a bit of an advantage for Daniel?
0: Yeah. Do you know what? You, you, you just, no one knows what's going to happen till the bell rings. You've got all the, you know, the best laid plans, everything, but you've got to have a few plans. And you've got to be able to deal with, deal immediately. You've got to have a brain that deals with the situation that you're in. That's what a good boxer needs to have, and that's what a boxer... Let me just kill this.
1: Who is that, Frank? That was...
0: That is... That, that, what's his name? Pest Frank Smith, keep trying to be my pal. Right, go on, mate. Didn't expect you know, a boxer,
1: that. <laughs> a, boxer, a, boxer, a boxer
0: needs... A boxer needs um, uh, you know, he needs to be able to deal with that and he needs to, you know, obviously think on his feet and, and not, and as you say, not overthink it because you can overthink it, you can play it out in your mind, play it in your mind 10,000 different ways. But at the end of the day, you can only play it out when the guy's in front of you doing what he's doing and doing what you're doing to counter what he intends to do.
1: Is, is the worry maybe with Saturday if Daniel doesn't? sort of assert his authority early on, and we know once Usyk gets into a rhythm and reads a fight, he's fantastic as the rounds go on. That could be the biggest sort of trouble for Daniel.
0: He's a very good boxer, there's no doubt about it. He's got a great trainer, very good trainer, and he was a brilliant, as I've said, cruiserweight. He was a brilliant cruiserweight. I think this, I hope and believe this will be his toughest fight as a heavyweight, because he's got a guy, he's got a young guy who's hungry and coming to fight. Hmm. His previous fights, the previous guys he's thought were heavyweight, have been old guys.
1: Frank, given your comments uh, to me when we were talking about the Fury-Usyk negotiations and you talked about Usyk's value, he's obviously the A-side in this fight on a pay-per-view on TNT Sports Box Office, and you were talking about Usyk's value. So going off your comments, it's not going to surely do great on TNT Sports Box Office.
0: I think it would do good business because of British fighters involved. If he was fighting, say, Hergovic, then it wouldn't do a big business on, on British box office and where else would it do any good business because there isn't a, a, a box office going on in Ukraine for obvious reasons um, and, there, and you know where ergovich comes from was it um, Croatia yep. there's no big TV market there of, of, you know that generates income the big income in, income areas are America and us really that's it as far as box office is concerned and the fact he's fighting a British fighter that means that it enables him to get a decent payday, but it's nowhere near um, what what the type of money they were asking for for when uh, we were trying to put the fight in the UK with Tyson. Nowhere near it at all.
1: I watched that clip that TNT put out uh, when you were all on a round table, You, Alexander, Daniel, and, and Alex Krashuk. There was I don't know if they took bits out, but there was just one sort of section of you and Alex going back and forward. Uh, about Fury Usyk and the negotiations there, you talked about we're the only ones who, who made an offer. So what happened? Did they film more, or did some bits come no, up? I
0: mean, we, what we didn't want to do is round the table, and it's disrespectful to obviously to, to um, Daniel and to Usyk because you're talking about their fight, and then we're going off on a tangent talking about something else. It's something that needs to be answered. But the facts are, and the facts, the facts were, and the facts are: we have never ever received an offer, ever. For that fight this year, never.
1: And um, what did he say about that after? Did you speak about when well, it what stopped what filming?
0: He, he admitted, you know, he acknowledged that. And let me tell you something, you know, the winner of this fight is a big fight to be made for unification, and we're determined to make that happen. Now, I expect it to be Daniel, and I know you say I'd say that, but I do. And if if it isn't Daniel, then we will work to make the fight with Usyk, and he'll get an offer.
1: With your guys in Saudi Arabia,
0: he'll get an offer. <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail, but he will get an offer, and and that that's it. But I expect him. I expect Tyson to be um, meeting Daniel to unify the titles for the two of them to get a unification. on.
1: From your perspective, then, uh, you know, on the f- uh, video with TNT, that's how it started. I think Alex said, "Oh, you know, someone's been running away from Usyk for a year." Uh, he still says things like this. So well, it's bullshit.
0: I mean, you know, <laughs> how are we running away? They made an offer, Skills Challenge last December. I'm really this is very <laughs> you
1: have done boring. this about thirty on times.
0: A, a, <laughs> a, they made the offer last December, and we accepted it. We accepted that offer, and they said it'd be on. It couldn't it couldn't happen in December because he was injured. So we put it on in February. They couldn't put it on February. They said to put it on April, and they didn't put it on. So Tyson accepted that offer. We accepted it, but it didn't happen. And it wouldn't happen this year. And it's never going to happen with them. That's a fact of life. And so there's been no offers. And so how can you run away from something that you haven't had? And the only ones who've been making offers, put the fight on the UK, was us. And we agreed the terms. We agreed the splits. And they come out with some crap about other things that would be in our Small things, if you remember. And go and look at your interview. Small things. And he'd had enough. But it was a load of nonsense. It was just a nonsense. Even it, Tyson even said, if, if he wins, he'll give him a... If he loses, he'll give him a rematch again. But it's all irrelevant now, because all that matters is Saturday. And that Saturday will determine when the big, big unification is going to be and who it's going to be between. One person is definitely going to be in the mix. is
1: Tyson. Well, just one more on Tyson. A little bit more light-hearted. Uh, obviously, he's had his Netflix series come out. It's still at number one, I believe. Um, yeah, so... His popularity is still there.
0: What have I been saying from day one? I've been telling everyone from day one: who don't want to listen, the haters don't want to listen, and it is what it is. And you're never going to change their minds anyway. Not I, I care really, to be quite honest. But the facts are: he's had he's the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. He has had three books go three books go to number one bestsellers. He's got the number one program on Netflix. We've got five. 500 million I think it is subscriber, it's the number one watch program on Netflix so you know this event in Saudi against Nagano it's going to be like I've been telling you all, massive it's huge because it's Tyson Fury who's huge that's why it's going to break box office records that's what will happen
1: more than Mayweather Pacquiao you believe I sort of believe that's I, the highest
0: Will. Mayweather's never had uh, sold three books that have gone to the number one. Mayweather's never had a Netflix. Look, you know, Floyd Mayweather's a great promoter of himself and done brilliantly. And even, you know, even if you don't beat that, one thing's for sure, it's going to be massive. It is a massive, massive crossover event. And like I've been saying from day one, you haven't even seen what's going to happen yet as far as is concerned. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a massive event.
1: Frank, is it going to be a massive event? I don't think you've told us.
0: They're <laughs> changing the name of it now to the massive... No, it's going to be... It will be. See, it, stand It. They. The, the venue that's being built for it is amazing. They're building this beautiful, beautiful arena. So it's going to be great.
1: Right, shouldn't forget this Saturday as well. You've got Hamza Shiraz in a really tough fight.
0: We have, and he is in a tough fight. You know, like um, Daniel, he's fighting a Ukrainian... So he's fighting, you know, he's the away fighter, um, but I believe in him. He's looking really good. He's been out of the ring for a while. He had that, that injury in Ramadan and so forth, but he's back in now, and uh, I think it's gonna be an exciting fight. He's a, he's a class act. Do
1: you believe he'll be a world champion one day? I
0: do, I do, and I hope him and Denzel get to then mm. fight each other for it
1: for yeah. the title, definitely. Okay, let's just move away uh from this Saturday. Now I did an interview with you at Your Call after uh, Dennis's majority draw with The Small Hall. <laughs> I was going to come on to that actually. Um and Frank Smith and Eddie Ed- Ed- Adrienne Ed- Ed- Ed responded the day after at their show on the on the Saturday. I'm sure you saw the comments Frank about the Small Hall promoter etc. Um get back in your cupboard. Uh, these sort of things, responding to you know comments that you made about drug-free sport and the situation with Alicia Baumgartner. So let's start there, actually, because I'll get your response to Alicia. You said that she was going to do uh, – or she had done a deal with Jake Paul, an MVP. She I, said that you, no, that's not the case. She said that publicly about you.
0: She said still uh, – they say they've still got a contract. They've got one fight left on the contract, but they, they haven't extended it, so I understand. But that didn't st- – and obviously she's got a fight left on there. That's probably a, a bit of an issue for her, for talking to other people. But allegedly she's been talking to people and allegedly she was going to leave. But you know what? It's irrelevant because she tested positive. And that's not what it's about. It's not about her. It was about the crux of that interview. When, the, when I'm trying to get it across, it's about drugs-free sport and it's about their testing. It's about the fact that they test, the test that they have, number one, do not cover substances that are banned by VADA or UCAD, so they're set, their tests are not really fit for purpose. And secondly, when they do test, the results are not sent to them, they send, a, they send the sample to the laboratory, and the laboratory then forward it, send it back with the results to the promoter, which in that case is Matrim. And it's up to them to determine what to do with it, whether they're going to show it or not. Now, in this particular instance, they did, and everybody who's close to it believe the reasons. It you know, there was a reason why it was uh, shown this time around. But let's put it this way: they didn't want to show you the the, the the results for. Let's talk about the creek. You know the, the what um what's his name said so, the T boy. He come out with. Was saying about how how much that they believe in, was it drug-free sports and all what they do for him and so forth. He, uh, his partner, is Chris Eubank's sister, I believe. Is that right?
1: Yes, Emily Eubank. Yeah.
0: Okay. So his first test that he had, Connor Ben, which he failed, according to Chris Eubank senior and junior and everybody, they were unaware of that first test. Correct? Yes. That didn't come out. We knew about the second test, and then the first test came out a while afterwards. And they're saying, he's saying, Frank Smith, they had how, how much they, um, what they're doing for the sport and, drug, and, and drugs and so forth. How can you let them be the arbiters of drug testing? How can you allow him or anybody there who you're using it, change it, another agency, to another agency, from VADA, to this, this agency, who do, as I said, don't don't test for specific substances. And when you get the results, we, the, you know, the public, the people who bought, bought tickets, the opponent who's fighting a guy whose life's on the line, fighting somebody who may test for PED, he is sitting there, hoping that they're going to tell you what the result is. Bearing in mind, his partner's brother, Chris Eubank, he wasn't made aware by his. I don't know call it. Do you call it a brother-in-law? I don't know if they're married or not or partnership, he didn't even let him know. So if he's not going to let his in-laws know, as somebody who's getting in a ring know about a test, what chance has anyone got? And that's why it's wrong. Send the results to you, It's really simple. All this stuff where they're going from, you know, they're moving around from sanctioned bodies from one to another, from one state to another, which they did with Julia, uh, Julius Chavez Jr. When he, failed his, when, sorry, when he refused to take a VARTA test in Vegas, they moved to another state. I think it was Phoenix. I went to Arizona or somewhere. They refused that He refused to take a test, so they took the fight elsewhere. So you're going from one state to another, changing from one drug agency to another, whatever suits. I mean, how on earth can you go from you know, be doing this and, and be taken seriously. The only reason you're testing fighters is because it's in the contract that you've got to test them or they won't fight. My fighter fights someone like this fight that's going on on Saturday. It's in in the contract that they have to be tested and quite rightly so. And the results of that test go, in this case, to UCAD. Quite <coughs> rightly so. And then they will pass them on... I do know what's going on. And they will then pass them on to the to the, uh, to the to the governing body to to deal with it, that's what should be happening. And in the meantime, they're spouting off this stuff about Connor, who you know. And I hope Connor Ben is. In, I hope he's innocent. But the only way he's going to prove he's innocent is to take that second test and have a hearing to determine and explain why the PD's in his in his sample. There might be a very good reason why it's in there. But the facts of the matter is, there hasn't been a hearing to determine that. All they've been arguing about is jurisdiction. Let UCAP do it. Let the border control do it. And then they're spouting off about about you know what is what's right and what's wrong in, with, with with drugs, drug-free sports, and so forth. It's wrong. You cannot do I cannot be the person who gets a result of a test and determines whether that fight's going to go on or not. I can keep it to myself and throw it in a bin. Because that's really what was going on with the first test that Conor Ben had. No one was made aware of it. They certainly didn't let Chris Eubanks Jr. know about it, his brother-in-law.
1: Frank, are you 100% sure that uh, when anyone uses drug-free sport, only the promoter of that event gets the results back? Correct, yes. Okay.
0: Unless the the promoter discloses it. But he shouldn't have it. That result should not be sent to him, or it should be sent to him, but it should simultaneously be sent to the governing body.
1: He, well, Eddie stated, um, you know, why don't, why don't someone ask Frank, um, you know, we're paying for extra testing, i.e., drug testing, uh, with drug free sport. Um, what was the situation, for example, with McCann and Baluta? Obviously, had UCA testing. they had
0: UCAT tested. They have their test. But they, how, they, how
1: many times did Baluta I'm get tested? I'm not particularly sure how many times they were
0: tested, but they certainly have been tested. That's for sure. And And, and more importantly, you know, what is the. You know, what is the point of getting a drug agency called Drug Free Sports to test your boxers, for, and they don't test for the substances that are banned in the UK and by VADA? What's, it's a pointless test. What's the point of it?
1: Do you know the substances that I don't it's test
0: for? EPO and uh, natural growth hormone.
1: Okay. What would your response be to their point, though, that there's still, even though... You've just said that there's not substance to that drug-free sport test for, uh, equivalent to VADA and UCAD, that they're still paying for extra testing, and for your shows you don't, and this is VADA. That's
0: not true. We pay for tests. We, 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 we do have tests. Our boxers do get tested. That's, a, that's untrue. More importantly, he said on, uh, was it TalkSport? Simon Jordan? Eddie Hearns said that they hadn't used that organisation for three to six months. That was untrue. That was not true. They had tests and they would used it and the reason he said that it was like dismissive of it. But they had been using it and they used it for the uh, girl that tested positive. That's a fact. I mean, and by the way, <coughs> drug speed sports, who wants them to test your fighters if they're going to leave the sample on a shelf for nine days before they send it to the laboratory? <coughs> that can't be right. So it's a complete, all this is a red herring. It's really simple. You have to test for all the substances that are banned by UCAD if you're going to fight in the UK or in any, any of the uh, states in America, for example, Nevada, New York, that, are, that use that use the VADA criteria. What is the point of using anyone else who doesn't test for their list of banned substances? It is a pointless test.
1: And just to ask again, you're 100% sure that uh, drug-free sport don't test for these substances.
0: I'm I reliably informed that they don't test for those two, two, two um, drugs.
1: Okay. Um, and, and, uh, and more, and more
0: importantly, and when you get the results, give them to the governing body. They're not for you. They're for the governing body. They are the people who run the sport, not me, not him, not any other promoter. The results should be given to the governing body to determine whether the boxers are fit... To box and whether they have had, whether they've been basically cheating and using PEDs, that is what it's all about. Not for me to sit there and hold them. And I'm looking at their stuff. The way they have jumped around, moving from state to state like they've done to, with Chavez in that fight. Looking what they, looking at what how they conducted themselves with the Conor Ben and Eubank fights. How can you allow them to be the people who arbitrate? And how many tests? How many tests, What have any other fighters? Failed. You don't know. I don't know because none of the, none of those tests have been given to the governing body from drug-free sports to mine it, unless they have. And if they have, prove prove us wrong, and I'll gladly apologise for it.
1: Okay. So just just to clarify, because you know they were saying, why are you comment on our business, etc. Did- I'm not
0: comment on their business. Fuck their business. I'm commenting on the safety of boxers. Of one boxer cheating. Using PEDs to gain advantage over his opponent in the one that's most dangerous of sports. That's what I'm commenting on. And I'm commenting on it that it should be the governing body that deals with it and not the promoter who has a vested interest. That's what I'm saying. And if they don't like that, that's too bad because I ain't going to be shutting up about it, that's for sure.
1: So, your team.
0: Too- Listen to that. Unlike them, I've been in this sport for many, many years and I've seen some serious, serious accidents and deaths in the ring. I've seen them and experienced them, been involved in them. So I don't need some little jumped up twat talking about he, what he's been doing. I've been there, I've done it, I've seen it and I've seen what it does does to the families and so forth. It's a dreadful situation and it's even worse and it would be even worse if someone had taken a performance enhancing drug and it resulted in a serious injury or fatality. How do you explain that away as a sport? You can't be the end of it. And anybody who, who's involved and trying to justify that and say it is has no interest in the sport, all they're interested in
1: is money. So, Frank, you, your two main issues, Let just let me um, see if I'm right about this, with drug-free sport are the fact that the promoter of the event gets the results and they can judicate essentially what happens correct. and your second gripe of it is that um the substance that they test for are different to vada and ukad correct right okay move on from that um also in those interviews uh, you did get labeled a small hall promoter
0: well i am i promote york hall regularly we do that to bring our fighters through it's been a successful formula for us over the years you know we bring fighters through you know i can think back over the years um York called Nigel Benn fought there. I can think of other small... I remember uh, Ricky Bat, Ricky Hatton fighting at Withenshaw when he turned, promote, turned professional. Um, I can think back at Joe Kowzaki and small... Stacks of fighters. You bring them through. Dennis McCann and Baluta last week, it was what it was. It, actually, we, we could have gone in a much bigger venue than that, as you know. It was rammed out of place, and there were people queuing to get in. However, that was what it was. If I was going to go and put that fight on... The, a Wembley or an O2, we wouldn't sell out. We'd be curtaining it up and half-filling it. And it's all about bringing, bringing through and developing our young fighters and bringing them through a system. Now, I could do what they want to do if they want to go up to Birmingham and cordon off the arena, curtain half of it off and then sell half of the curtain off and then call it the next generation when the main event is 30 years of age. You know, next generation is the young kids. That w- that's what, what our formula is with these. And I'm not having to go at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Yafi. He's a very good fighter. I'm not having to go at him. I'm talking about how he's being built, the next generation. If 30, year, 30 years of age is the next generation, I think a, a couple of them were in their, or in their 30s who were on, on the card as well, are the next generation, then I can get out of that box because I'm no longer an old guy, am I? If, that, if, if you're 30 years of age and you're the next generation, then in boxing terms, I'm a 40-year-old
1: promoter. You, just, you, you, you are joking, though, though, aren't you? There, when you say you're just a small promoter. I mean,
0: well, <laughs> well, go and look at the shows we promoted over the years. Last year, I think we sold, we done two shows, sold out in two football grounds, plus the other shows that we ran in various arenas. You know, we do it. We're doing it. We're at show. We're involved in this show here. There's 46, 000, forty six thousand, forty thousand, forty six thousand people here tomorrow. Look, they can say, what does? Let's get it right. I mean, what's his name? The the T the boy. I mean, what does he know? At the end of the day, what experience? You know, where has he come from? From to be talking about what people do in boxing? I mean, he can't even let his brother-in-law know or his wife's brother know that, that the ferry's fighting failed a test. Who's he to talk about anybody? Didn't even tell him. Hid it from them.
1: Frank Warren. Uh, for that's me, right. that's all. So, best of luck to Daniel Dubois uh, this Saturday night, of course, live on TNT Sports Box Office. Hopefully he brings it home. Anything you want to add? No, but,
0: but, um, I'll, can I get a, oh, he's got, coming, boss. Is going, that boss. listen, I told you, go and Don't get, fire it today. stop it, go and Don't get, fire go, go and get your head guard on I'll, and get, Get, get your head guard on and get the baby oil out. I'm not doing another five-mile run and spark. Right, OK, okay right. right. Just don't just forget the baby oil. OK, I'm off the bat. Right.
1: Knocking things over still, Andy. Thank you very much for your time, Frank. <laughs> do not that be proof? Do we do enough? Well, I, I never shot, shot up, Harry. It? it must
0: have been about 17, 16, 17. We nicked their gilpins.
1: Right, the bouncers gilpins. This is no good for me. That's the reality. If you want the honest truth, and I see it every day.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.